folk, noise, electronics, and improvisation. How can radical music help us manifest new possibilities for thinking and imagine new ways of organizing community through ritual behaviors, actions, and languages? Across two nights, Liquid Architecture and Melbourne Music Week present a program of electronic music genealogies, featuring artists whose work span the 1970s to today and represent multiple generations of Melbourne's experimental scene. Notting is a collaborative project of electronic artist Matt Sabadini and experimental vocalist Georgia Gamper. Born of an urge to explore the contrasts and similarities of both artists' music, the duo creates works of manipulated voice complemented by electroacoustics and synthesis. Ahead of their debut performance, Matt and Georgia discussed how their individual processes have come together, the freedoms and possibilities that performing live holds, and how they use time stretching and synthesis to play with tension and release. This is a podcast from Liquid Architecture. Support Liquid Architecture's podcast and publishing through a Patreon subscription. To support, head to patreon.com slash liquidarchitecture. My name is Georgia Gamper. I'm a vocalist, improviser, composer. Over the last few years, I've been writing a lot of music for vocal ensemble and working on integrating extended vocal techniques into, yeah, mostly a cappella vocal music. So that's where most of my practice lies currently. Uh, and I'm Matt Sabadini, and I'm an experimental electronic music producer. I produce on the alias of Third Space. Uh, generally approaching music from a kind of rhythmic approach following being a trained percussionist from primary school and now I'm working alongside Georgia on a, on a project. Actually, in this, in this house, we met at a dinner party here. Georgia lives with a friend of mine, Tess, and I came over for dinner. And I think we just got talking shop, you know, talking about music and talking about our inspirations. And we're like, oh, true, okay, like, looks like there's a bit of overlap there. Hmm. And then I think at the end of the dinner party, I was like, oh, let's, like, link up. And then we eventually did during the proper, like, sixth lockdown here in Melbourne and went, yeah, fully, you know, Google Drive, Zoom, kind of Ableton share screen kind of thing for, like, Two months, hey. Yeah, it was kind of a long time that we did. I mean, the bulk of our yeah music making occurred in that kind of weird Zoom, Zoom land. Yeah. So yeah, it was, I think, for me, a really interesting way of making music, especially because a lot of my practice has been kind of based around more analog music and kind of being in a room with people and singing. So to kind of take on this role of almost being a producer and having to record everything and send it to Matt was, yeah, very interesting for me. Um, I feel like I learned a lot from it. Yeah, and that's kind of how we all got started. And now... We can work face-to-face. Now we're working (laughs) face-to-face and it's really weird. (laughs) 
Yeah, because Georgia will generally just send like a Google Drive full of like samples and kind of compositions that she's made and I'll just start to play around with those in software and hardware. And I think the the separation of space and being able to do that in our respective studios is quite, studios is a bit (laughs) generous, probably bedrooms, Um, in our respective spaces is quite powerful because it means we don't have to operate at the same timeline really. And then we'll we'll reconvene face-to-face and kind of talk about it. But it's been fun for rehearsing for this show for Melbourne Music Week. It's been good getting together in the flesh and kind of, yeah, learning each other's kind of patience and like how we operate um, like on stage and all those kind of things, yeah. Rehearsing is, yeah, an interesting thing, I think, um, because we come from quite different musical practices and I guess have different rehearsal processes that we're used to. So we're kind of at the beginning of exploring that, which is cool. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I think I'll generally rehearse like alone for my shows that I'll do solo because I usually Mm. just perform alone. And then Georgia will obviously perform with ensembles. So it's a whole different style of like communicating with each other. And like, you know, I can just generally, if I'm rehearsing solo, I can just stop whenever I want and just have a cup of tea. Whereas <laughs> Georgia's kind of approach is much more, um, a bit more regimented. So it's, it's been good getting to know like the respective worlds. Yeah. Totally. performance we're kind of leaving like um a a base really like we've got like a base of sounds and like samples that we've made for for tracks that are you know at a demo phase really and then for the performance we're kind of leaving a buffer for improvisational kind of techniques I suppose and that'll occur both across our respective hardware so George is going to have like a a setup of pedals and effects and I'll have effectively the same thing just with a sampler so I think in a live setting it has kind of changed the compositions because it's more yeah more exploratory because it'll we've given ourselves a a bigger buffer to do to throw ideas around on the stage and even during rehearsals to just like hash out an idea then and there whereas obviously in a a studio context it's a bit harder to do that because we're separated Yeah, yeah you kind of have to be a bit more concrete with your ideas in a studio setting but it's yeah I love improvising so it's really exciting for me I was kind of before we started rehearsing and I wasn't really sure how everything was going to come together I was saying to one of my friends, I hope I get to do lots of improvising. And I, you know, as soon as we started, it was definitely in that realm, which is, you know, can be really nerve wracking, but also really exciting. Yeah, I totally agree. I think there's a definitely with like the electronic stuff that I'll do solo, it's quite easy to just remove like vulnerability by just making things quite predetermined. Like you can, with a set, you can really, if you wanted it to, you could set up all your sequences and stuff and just press play and never touch anything if you really wanted to. So it's, it's quite interesting to like let all of that go to an extent and just leave a lot of room for improv stuff. On I think it's going to be hopefully quite powerful. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. I also see the voice as quite a vulnerable instrument mm. as it is. So I think really leaning into that 
is yeah. one of the things that I love to do in my music anyway. Yeah, I have a, a really like go-to technique with one of the synths that I use and it's really hard to step out of that. And I know when I step out of it, something good happens, but it's so easy just to be like, oh, I'll just do that, that, that. It's mm -hmm. like a, you know, it's like picking from a, a palette of colors. You're just like, oh, I want to use all those colors at once kind of thing. And like it works, it sounds great, but it's like, yeah, you're, you're rehearsing improvising if that makes any sense at all like it's a bit of an yeah. oxymoron because no, it's you're not totally really, a thing you yeah, have to do yeah um, so I'm hoping to start removing myself from that and to really because you're right like technology can be a means for improv but it's not really like to the, to, to an extent um so I think removing that will be quite powerful because it hopefully will mean I'm you know actually shitting myself on stage which is <laughs> actually exciting you know what I mean I'm not sure if you guys like doing that stuff but it's nice to feel really like scared on stage yeah, I feel like I'm doing kind of the opposite because all the music that I've made has been, yeah, really kind of unprocessed. Mm. Um, and now I'm kind of nervous because I'm going to be in a situation where there will be electronics and I'm using pedals, which isn't something I've done a lot of. So it's kind of we're meeting in the middle mm. in a lot of ways, which is cool. Yeah, I think it's like working with George has kind of given me a lot more like patience. I think like in the past because I've gone back and done some solo work since we've done the collaborative stuff and it's been mm. a lot like softer and slower. And I think that's kind of stemmed from focusing on George's work way more on the textures and the tones of what, what George is sending me, what we're working on together and focusing, yeah, on like the harmonic progressions. Cause I'm, I'm terrible at writing harmonies. It's just something I've like never really been good at doing and George is really quite excellent at it. So it's like this, really cool approach of suddenly like looking at midi notes differently looking at like structuring songs more like as a harmony progression rather than just as a tonal or or textual progression which is usually what I'll do solo so I think yeah bringing that world of yeah the power of like harmonies and how you can do quite complex stuff has filtered into my solo work for sure because in the past yeah as I said I would never really know how to write a harmony or anything like that yeah Still can't. I'm, I'm, I'm getting there slowly, slowly. Yeah, I guess from my part, I've found that I've kind of become less rigid in a lot of the ways that I explore ideas. I think working with a lot of notated music in the past, kind of being very particular about um, especially like time signatures and kind of modes and kind of where we are. And then I think, yeah, this has kind of, allowed me a lot more freedom and just to kind of relax into the project and not really so much worry about the technicality of the music and just really kind of be present with it and the textures and yeah, mm. the timbres and kind of be more in that realm of exploring that. Yeah. I think the patience thing is a really good way of putting it. Mm. 
for I'm me, glad you feel that yeah, for, yeah, for me too, I, I think that's kind of how a lot of the stuff has come out, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree, yeah. I've got this yeah, fascination of just like stacking sign tones and then just having voices over the top of that. Something about it is so, so simple, but it works really well. But I think uh, that, yeah, ability for like time to kind of disappear is something that I've always been really interested in exploring with um, digital techniques and to kind of manipulate the understanding of instruments and how long they should go for, like the duration of a note and like the sustain of a note. Like I've worked with a friend of mine, Abby Sonborn, who's a cellist, and we've kind of, I've tried to explore with her, like using granular synthesis and time stretching to kind of sustain a note for like two minutes, which is obviously impossible with a bow, but it does create this really intense moment of like um, tension, but it does sound quite normal. Like if you were just listen to it for a second, it would just be someone bowing a string. And similarly with Georgia, I'm doing a, a similar kind of technique, but it's a bit more two-way, which is really interesting where it's, yeah, like time stretching and pulling things apart to kind of create tension release, not through the composition necessarily or through its tone, but just through like sustain and through mm. holding things in time. And, in, and you kind of get these temporal slips that start to happen and it's a bit of a trip, but it's quite hard to get there without it sounding like a coil ripoff kind of thing. <laughs> um, so it's, I'm trying to try my best. <laughs> I feel like in my practice, I'm truly obsessed with people singing together. <laughs> Just the harmonies that and that you get from a group of people singing, I just find so incredible um, and just continues to amaze me. And especially kind of when you're in that situation when you're singing with other people and you're kind of all stop and then you all take a breath together. Mm. And I think having that audible breath, I think kind of I yeah really love that feeling singing but also bringing that into music my, my compositions in general yeah but I think the kind of breathing and airiness of breath is something that is in some of our tracks as well definitely yeah yeah I guess to use vulnerability again there is that really interesting texture that you get from yeah people breathing that's very vulnerable and kind of as Matt is doing, it's really interesting to play with how long you can sustain a note and why I think that's really interesting for voice in particular is because everybody knows you need to, you can only sing for so long before you need to take a breath. Yeah. So I think that really kind of plays with people's perception of what is real and what's not real. Yeah, I've done a lot of work exploring extended vocal techniques lately, so I think that's something I really want to do in this show is to kind of bring different intensities of voice and different vocal textures to this project. And I think it's really interesting when Matt makes like really noisy stuff to kind of match that with the intensity of voice. Mm -hmm. So um, I feel like last rehearsal, I was just kind of screaming into a microphone for a bit, which is really fun. Yeah, that was great. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I think, you know, that, add something really cool um mm. so that's definitely part of the sound and 
hopefully continues to be part of it. Yeah, from my side of the coin, I suppose, just, yeah, a lot of time stretching, a lot of like granular synthesis to kind of, to, to pause, sustain, I suppose, and then just post-processing that with some pretty simple kind of electroacoustic kind of, you know, quite basic synthesis, like just sine waves and, and white noise and, and just using that all together um, to kind of supplement and complement each other. We've got some demos which we're hoping to polish up over the next like weeks, months. Mm. And then I personally would just love to keep playing more shows. I think that mm. like personally for my solo works, I've almost always, if I'm playing a show, I'll end up writing like a EP's worth of material for it. So for me it's a really powerful mechanism to write music, not even just to like practice rehearsing and being a better musician, but just to write music. So hopefully just keep crunching out bucket loads of stuff. Yeah, I feel like we've only touched the surface of kind of what's possible from this collaboration. So yeah, hopefully more music, recording, I mean, polishing off what we've got and releasing it and we'll see what happens. This recording was produced by Mara Schreitfeger for Liquid Architecture on the land of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We acknowledge them as the traditional owners of this land and recognise that sovereignty has never been ceded. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Liquid Architecture is an Australian organisation for artists working with sound and listening. To support our podcast and publishing, head to patreon.com slash liquidarchitecture.